I really have no idea what we're going to record today. I just woke up from a nap. I don't have a list of anything that's written. We forgot to record. We didn't record last week. And this has just been one of those hectic weeks. It's actually calm today, which is really good. I'm so glad you guys could join us. This is Cricket. And I'm Vaughn, and this is my first weekend in over a month and a half that I've actually had a two-day weekend. And it's nice actually having him home. It's pretty cool. Because um, we actually got to see each other Friday night after I got off work. Yeah. And then Vaughn has been here all day. We got our grocery shopping done. And we got the he got the yard mode. And it looks really good. And I, I apologize that we did not get a podcast recorded last week. Because our, our schedules just didn't align. It, it was terrible. Um, I had to work. Vaughn had to work. We didn't even have an hour between us to sit down and actually record. Well, the, we actually did, but by the time we did, it was like 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> and we were both like, no, we yeah, really just no. don't want to stay up that, that late. No. We're old. We, can, we can't help it. We don't want to stay up forever. I'm not old. You're ancient. <laughs> I'm an antique. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. Well, well, no, because an antique would imply that I'm valuable. So, <laughs> so we have a special guest this week. We've got Rando coming on the podcast. Back with us again. And we're going to talk about sports. We're going to talk about whatever we can think of to talk about. I know that Vaughn has got like this huge list of things he wants to talk about. And I'm sure Rando, he said he's going to just wing this. So, so we're going to see. Say hi, Rando. Hi, Rando. Hi, <laughs> so what, what, what have you been up to this week? Uh, this was a busy week of work for me. It was probably the busiest week I've had in a while, which was good because not busy weeks means that uh, we're not hiring people for my for uh, my job, which I work for a nonprofit company, which uh, doing hiring right now during the COVID season is actually a sign that you're in a pretty good place. Uh, a uh, not rival company, but another company that does the same thing just recently laid off like 120 people, and we're trying to add people on so. It's like y'all are doing something right. They're falling somewhere. Well, ironically, um, one of the reasons that we are doing so much hiring right now is because people are dropping left and right because it is COVID season. Uh, But we're not laying people off. The people just kind of leaving of their own free will. Uh, I've got I've got my own opinions on that. We're not going to go into that. But uh, it's but it it was a nice busy week, which. This, yeah, I only have to be in the office every other week right now due to COVID season. And the, the weeks where I'm in the office, it makes it go by real fast when I've got uh, plenty to do. And I definitely had plenty to do. But, I mean, that's a good thing because nobody likes to be bored at work. I agree. You're bored. Right. Yeah, same busy is a lot better than spending six hours on Facebook. Right. <laughs> well, I know my job has been busy. That's one thing that, that was actually pretty good about it. Um, we were afraid that due to COVID, um, we were going to have to cut a bunch of people. And they, they did. My company cut 40% of their staffing um, right in March, like in the beginning, of, I mean, in the middle of March, right when this all started. And we cut a bunch of stock that we had and cut 40% staffing across the board. And we're slowly trying to build back up. We've opened up hiring again. We've, we're trying to get some people in there to, fit, to uh, fill these roles that they had to eliminate due to COVID. Um, which is a good thing. It's, it's a good thing for the economy that we're, that we're adding jobs. And, or, or, and, you know, I'm not sure if... A job that used to exist and then didn't exist and now exists again technically counts as creating a job. It's but bringing back jobs. It's bringing yeah. back jobs. Job went away for a little while and now it's back. Um, but of course, we still are not back up to pre-COVID staffing levels, which means that I'm doing the job of three people. Yeah, I mean, the only so, thing that, that COVID has done to 
affect my job, then it is picked up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, a lot. They uh, they're not relying as much on contract drivers. They're relying a lot more on company drivers. So we brought they brought in more contract drivers, and we've got more company drivers that are in orientation. Right. So oh, that's good. Yeah. I still don't agree with the phrase that we are quote unquote bringing back jobs because these are jobs that previously existed before. So it's not like a net gain. We're just no, it's, it's definitely still not a net gain. Getting back to your status quo. It's yeah. almost like unpausing a video game. Right, and, and I'm not. I'm not sure if you can legitimately take credit for something like that. Yeah, but. People are. So. I play online games. You can't pause those. <laughs> you can't yell, time out, time out. I got to go pee. Don't kill me. So you got a whole list of things for us to talk about today, Vaughn. What do you want to, what do you want to start with? Well, like, like you're talking about the yard work. Like it was nice having a two day weekend this weekend because I was, I'm able to kind of spread stuff out. Like I'm going to go out there and do some more stuff tomorrow. We got out there this afternoon, a little bit more stuff this afternoon. But like last weekend, had one day, mm-hmm. and I got up, tried to get it done before it got hot, and it just didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I almost passed out in the yard a couple of times. I was like, yeah, I think it's time to call it. Yeah. And then later in the day, Cricket messaged me and says, hey, go do this outside. I'm like, I'm sorry, babe. I'm done with outside stuff today. <laughs> oh, you're wanting me to go spray the fence line with the... Yeah, spray the fence line with Roundup. Yeah. But so I was like, get rid of nah. these. I was done with side stuff for the day. It's it's 110 degrees in the shade out here, we, and, and it's humid. It wouldn't be as bad if it wasn't humid. No, yeah. thank you. No, thank so you. So bad today. Do I? I said no, thank you. I, do you people yeah. willingly live in a place where it's 110 degrees in the shade? That's that's frightening. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm being a little hyperbolic, but not much. We did get it to 103 the other day, so that was fun. Hmm. I mean, we grilled out for dinner tonight, or late lunch, early dinner, and I actually pulled one of the cars out of the carport so I could keep the grill under the carport. <laughs> Speaking of grilling out, that was a really, really good meal that we had today. We had steaks, mashed potatoes, nice. cornbread. Corn and cornbread. Nice. And believe it or not, <clears throat> yours truly did most of it. That's true. Normally, I took the steaks, make all the sausages. Um, well done. This time, you made the mashed potatoes, and I did everything else. Right. I've got a brand new grill that I need to put together. It was my birthday present from my brother. It was supposed to be here about three months ago, but uh, it finally showed up like last last week. And I just need to. I, I still haven't gotten around to putting it together yet. I'm excited to grill out with that instead of the sad little $20 cheapy Walmart grill I've been using all year. Right. So that's going to be well, exciting. Well, Mom's got him a good grill for, for his birthday one year. And it's the Last time, year? Yeah. No, it's, no, it's no, been no, we've had it, Yeah, we've had it since before we moved. Yeah, so we've had um, it for two or three years. Yeah, so, um, well, I mean, we've, it's been two years since we've moved, so we've had it for three or four. Yeah. But it's the kind that's got the little burner over to the side where you can have a little pan and cook bacon or whatever you want to cook in your pan. Ah, and nice. then it's got... It's a six burner. Yeah, it's a six burner. A propane grill. It's meat, not the heat. It's meat, not the heat. <laughs> like propane and propane accessories. I sell propane and propane accessories. <laughs> yep. Well, Damn it, Bobby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my, favorite, right. my favorite is Peggy, the boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but what? August now? This is August. Yeah, it's the middle of August right now. Ooh, I got a month and a half. I'm going deer hunting this year. Yeah. So we've got a month and a half to get everything prepared. Well, I'll go in October. You won't go until November. Yeah, well, you'll go bow hunting. So I'll go October. bow hunting in October. Right. Well, you've got to get that seat fixed for the tripod stand, or you're yeah. going to be uncomfortable when you get up in it. 
Yeah. Well, next time we go to the store, I'll grab some of those cushion things because yeah. it shouldn't take much to fix it. Um, do you think you'll get that box fixed this week? The, the package box? We can do that tomorrow. Okay. Um, I hadn't told you about this, Rando, but uh, uh, Vaughn is fixing me a box that I can hang on our chain link fence. Because our chain link fence is, we have, a, we have the gate closed all the time so nobody can come in or out. Well, uh -huh. Yes, it's real funny about delivering packages to a lot, uh, to a closed gate. They won't come through a closed gate, which I understand. They're, they've got legal right. ramifications coming through a closed gate. Um, so sometimes they don't deliver packages and sometimes they just chunk them over the fence. <laughs> oh, nice. hope for the best. So what I'm going to do, Vaughn uh, grooming up some plans. And he is going to build me a box that I can hang on a fence. It's going to say packages so that we can put packages in there and they don't get rained on. They don't get messed with by animals. Yep. Nice. It'll be easy. We'll do it tomorrow. Perfect. Yeah. I'll let you help me. Yeah, it'll be after my nap. After you. Well, which nap? Um, probably after the morning nap and before the afternoon nap. Okay. That's a lot of naps. Get those naps in. Right. That's high important stuff. It's the weekend. That's my nap time. But we are getting ready for the season, though. I mean, I've got a uh, got a deer feeder that's going to go out there this year. Going to get one more. Mm -hmm. So I have one to put by both stands. I'm uh, going to get it put out there at least a few weeks early, so that I don't have to go out there spreading corn again. I can just put that in there, turn it on, and go down there every couple of weeks and fill it back up. You get it started early so that when the, you know, it sounds crappy, but it's, you know, it gets to the point where the deer eventually hear that spreader go off and they know, ooh, food. <laughs> <laughs> Just learn it. Yeah, this is the year. I didn't go, I didn't get a chance to go at all last year. It was just a bad time and so rough time. So I plan on refilling up the freezer this year with a couple of them. Yeah. Well, usually when you take somebody with you, you tend to get more deer. So I'm thinking you need to take somebody with you. Well, one of my buddies at work said he would go. That's good. So I'll take him up there because Cricket's already told me I'm not allowed to go by myself. Hmm. There's a panther out there that will eat you if you go by yourself. Oh. We, we, there's a big cat that's out there, and we've seen coyotes out there. and So... I prefer to have a second person up there with you so that they can call the ambulance when you get attacked by the panther. Okay. That would make sense. <laughs> That's what I like about the tripod. I'm up high enough. They can't get me. Uh, I think cats can climb. Yeah, but by the time they can climb up there, I can shoot it. That's true. Yeah. So I, I keep my pistol with me all the time. When I saw the panther, the first time that we realized there was a panther out there, I was alone. Um, on one end of the pipeline in a ground blind by myself. And it ran right by and you. And it ran it? right past me. Oh, my. Scary. Big black cat. Yeah. It wasn't a house cat. No. And it wasn't uh, like a bobcat or a lynx uh, because it had a tail. And when I went there, it was two years ago since I've been out there, I went with yeah. a different friend of mine that's going this year, and he almost shot it. Mm -hmm. oh, wow. Didn't get a chance to. But because it left the trail, but it let me know that there's more out there mm -hmm. because it was the mama cat and she had like two or three babies with it. Yeah. Oh. Yep, yep. Oh. You gotta a, be careful going a, out there. There's a daddy cat around there somewhere and there's some more babies around there, and that was two years ago. Yeah. So there's gonna be more now. So. Also, there's wild hogs out there, and you have to be really careful. Yeah, so it's crazy. Hogs. I've seen. I've seen a lot of signs for hogs, okay. but I have never seen a hog out there. Yep. Never once. I've seen the coyotes, crap loads of deer, but that's, I've never actually seen a hog. I've seen hog tracks, hog signs, but never any actual hogs. Not like we do at work. One of these days, we're going to have to get um, Rando down here to Texas and uh, let him go hunting with us. Oh, heck yeah. Uh, I've got signs of guns to use. As long as we don't hit the coyotes and hogs and panthers, that sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put you up in the tripod and you'll come. I've got different, many different kinds of guns that you could choose from. 
So okay. I, I have a nice little collection, which I just recently added a new one to a few weeks ago. Yeah, I think we talked about that one on the last yeah. podcast, but a couple of weeks. But Looking yeah. forward to getting that one out to a range and trying it out and getting it sided in. Right. It's star spangled, so it's, it's pretty. pretty uh, yeah, he has a star spangled gun. It's hilarious. It's awesome. It's pretty. <laughs> I can't wait to go shoot it. I've shot Every it. time you trigger, you know, a lot of times when bullets, if you hear them whistling by, instead of whistling, you hear this one go, freedom. Star spangled banner plays as the flows by. I've shot a gun exactly once in my life, so that could be interesting. Ah, I've learned quick. What kind of gun was it? Uh, I don't know much about it. I think it was a twenty-two rifle that my uncle carried uh, while walking around my great-grandparents' ranch for for uh, dealing with rattlesnakes. Uh, it was near Junction, Texas, I believe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that's he. He hung up a target off of a tree and had my brother and I take a, each take a shot at it. I, I actually hit. I actually hit the target. My brother did not. So yeah, yeah I can aim a gun. The, the one time, I'm like a natural. My uncle was really proud of me because it was actually pretty close to the bullseye. Because it was like a, this round, it was uh, this round metal plate or something, and I nailed it in my. Uncle's like, we gotta send this home with you. I don't know what happened to it because I didn't have it when I got home. I guess it didn't make it through security or something on the plane ride home. But, uh, but uh, my uncle was really proud of me that day. <laughs> yeah, I still got a piece of poster board. My oldest son. Now this is probably about six or seven years ago, I think. Uh, I took him hunting one time, and we went and got one of those big, bright green thick poster boards mm-hmm. and drew, drew a target on it and hung it on a tree at the back of the pasture. Well, up to the front of the pasture where the fence is, it's 525 yards. Mm-hmm. And he took my, well, let me phrase it. He took my wife's <laughs> AR-15, took a couple shots at it, and we drove down there to see if he actually hit it. He had the elevation peg, but he missed the bullseye by about five inches to the right. Yeah, five hundred yards. That's amazing. Yeah, a little over five hundred yards. Nice. Pretty dead gum impressive. Yeah, it was. And that same AR-15 is the one that Cricket took one of my monster cans and drew a smiley face on it. I did. Um, <laughs> I actually, it, it kind of looks like the Joker. Two eyes and mouth. Two eyes and nose and a mouth. I mean, it was only about. 65, 70 yards away, but still, that's pretty damn impressive. Because <laughs> after she got done shooting, she started giggling. I'm like, what did you do? <laughs> I drew a smiley face with bullets. I couldn't do that. No, not me. I could come close to that with a pistol. I'm not as accurate with a pistol. I'm deadly accurate with a rifle or a shotgun. Because when I took that H and K out to the range in Central Texas with a buddy of mine, we were out there trying to see get the, all the red gone out of the middle of the target first. To the point where the range master actually came over there and asked us what kind of guns we were shooting, and he wanted to see my H and K. So it, it, it's a it is a smooth gun. Love that thing. Yeah, that's a. There's a couple of guns that I have. Um, Inherited slash stolen from Vaughn. Right. Uh, but the Asian kid is not going to be one of those. That is his baby. He will not even let me touch it. All right. She likes my, she shoots my uh, 45 real well. Mm-hmm. But my HK is a 40 cal. And it's, ooh, it's nice. Yeah. And that AR 15 used to belong to Vaughn, but okay. now it belongs to me. Yeah. She said, well, I shoot it better. It should be my gun. I didn't say it in that tone of voice. It was something like that, I bet. <laughs> so, uh, switching subjects here, uh, hockey. It's in the playoffs right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, we are uh, about uh, close to halfway through the first round. It's been- How's that going, the, the season? That- Is there, do, you have a, do you have a dog in that fight in the uh, playoffs? 
I most certainly do. It's a very sick dog right now, but it's it's still alive. Uh, my defending Stanley Cup champion, St. Louis Blues, are apparently quite homesick. Uh, Not doing so well right now. Well, here's from, to a little perspective. Here's how the hockey playoffs have started out. They took 24 NHL teams, put them in two different cities, split up by Western and Eastern Conference. Um, the top four teams played a round robin against each other, um, while the bottom eight played in four best-of-five series to decide who was going to take on the top four. Um, my team what came, what came into the this uh, playoff bubble as the number one seed in the West. And we are now uh, between exhibition, round robin, and the first round of the playoffs. My team is currently 0-6. <laughs> yeah, so uh, a couple of the games, they weren't even close. Last night, uh, they lost uh, an over a heartbreaking overtime loss. Uh this is not really, really not expected because the team that they're playing just barely squeaked into the playoffs while they were the division leaders. Uh, so it's not going great. Vancouver, right? Hmm? They're playing Vancouver? Yeah. Well, yeah, they're playing Vancouver, yeah. Um, and uh, they lost the first game badly. Lost the game two. They fought back from being down 3-1 to one in the third period and actually tied it up. And we got we got briefly excited, but then uh, they scored a breakaway goal in overtime, which is just about the worst possible way you can lose in overtime. Uh, so there's a, a lot of uproar in uh, the fandom for my team right now. Um, overall, the playoffs have been just absolutely crazy. Now let me ask. I think I heard heard something uh, on the ESPN radio that they. Uh, the the playoffs are like when it's tied. Do they? It's it's not a sudden death overtime. It's a certain amount of they play for certain like a whole another period, right? No, no. It's um, playoff hockey is sudden death. Uh, no, overtime is sudden death. There's some games that because I'm I, if I heard correctly, it was some games that they went into so many overtimes. Uh, one of the, another game that was playing in that same place afterwards they had like cancel that game or postpone it to the next yeah. day but the first game was, was still going on yeah but like i said it, it's they, these playoffs have been crazy um yeah the blue the columbus blue jackets um and was that the blue jackets blue jackets and uh yeah blue jackets and the lightning uh they played five overtimes which is basically, um, they played about two and a half full games in one night, <laughs> which was absolutely so, the fourth longest NHL game in history. So it took five overtime periods, I guess, to score a final score. Yeah, it took that long for either team to score a goal. They. The last goal, I can't remember if it was in the second or before overtime, the last goal was in the second or the third period, and then they played first overtime, no, nobody scored. Second overtime, nobody scored. Third overtime, nobody scored. At this point, you know, half the country is watching this game just to see how long it can go. Uh, and, right. and it just kept going. It was like, it, it was both. It was both like watching history and priors and watching a train wreck because you can see both these teams are so exhausted that they are right. just, I mean, they are just laboring up and down the ice trying to just get a, a shot on net. And both goalies, I mean, the, the goalie for the losing team uh, set NHL records for shots against, saves against. I mean, it was just the... 
just the craziest thing to watch. And yeah, but it wasn't if they weren't trying to, to score that much. Just basically, the the goalies just finally said, "Okay, this is overtime." So it's like they both just stepped up their game. Yeah, yeah. I mean that this this goalie had been playing out of his mind through the through the whole game, and the other goalie did great too. I mean, he was it was like ninety to fit. Almost, this was like 89 shots to like 50 or 60 something shot some odd shots I mean there was like 150 shots between the two teams and that's about four times as many shots as you expect in any given game uh, but uh, I mean eventually uh, the the lightning kind of got a lucky break and they were able to, to pop one in over the goalie shoulder Um I mean, after a game like that, you can you might think that it's like okay, that's gonna level them, that's gonna decimate that team. They lost uh, five overtimes. Uh, the Blue Jackets came back and won the next game uh, in regulation without having to go to overtime. So that that series got evened up. Yeah. So does uh, are any of the hockey teams are they doing like what you see a lot in baseball with the cardboard cutouts? No, they got they've got like all most of the seats covered. Um, the NHL is trying to have some fun with it. Uh, they've been they're still doing, um, you know, graphics on the the jumbotron and stuff. Uh, they're trying to be kind of tongue in cheek. Uh, like in one game, one of the Blues games, they they posted tonight's attendance. Zero. It's like okay, that's a good one. <laughs> hey, I bet you that's a record, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I actually amount of people. Them, though. I mean, it's been they, they they've had some uh, rough ones in the past, but uh, not nothing in not zero. Uh, another one, they said we love to thank all our fans, and then they panned uh, into the uh, the seats, and you saw three or four. Uh, Electric fans sitting in the seats. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, during this, they had there were like two. They had a couple good ones during the, the you know this the this really long game we were talking about. Uh, the first one was uh, during oh, which like, one two three four. Uh, the fourth, I guess the fourth overtime, about halfway through, they put on the on the screen time for the seventh period stretch. Instead of seventh period stretch, that's it's like oh, it's like oh my god, seventh period stretch. Okay, that's good, that's good. And then a little bit later on, they posted, "We're really sorry if you had pl- other plans tonight." Thank you. Okay, that's kind of. We, I none of us had any idea the NHL had a sense of humor. So, so I mean, even as cheesy as some of these jokes are, we're kind of like, okay, this is good. This is making it more fun. So, uh, see, I, I like the little cardboard cutouts because there's some people that are having fun with that. Because uh, yeah. there was one one team I can't remember which team it was. But you saw it every time a batter went up to bat. One of the cardboard cutouts that was right behind home plate was a picture of Bernie. From Weekend of Bernie. From Weekend of Bernie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like... Yeah. <laughs> people will take pictures of their dogs to be up there. Yeah. And, and that's, that's really neat. But I just thought that was kind of funny. Now, one thing I saw in one of the games that we watched last week that I thought was a little bit of overkill... Normally, they just put, uh, they just fill the first, uh, you know, 10 rows behind home plate with cardboard. So mm-hmm. that it kind of looks like there's people there when they've got the camera on home plate. But this, but they had the first 10 or 20 rows all the way around the entire stadium full. Oh, man. And, yeah, that just, well, man, like that many people are wanting to get into it. I mean, would you hate to be the one out to put all those out? Oh, that's that's what I probably don't hate it. They probably think, oh, I have a job now." That's yeah. true. I used to deliver dogs and beer, but now I put up signs. <laughs> <laughs> no, what they need to do is start putting a put, scattering them through the outfield so the batters have somebody to aim at. But I want to see a home yeah. run go go plunk a cardboard cutout. I think that actually happened. Uh, I think I think yeah. it's like it plunked a. a, a, a 
it was like a dog or something. And somebody plunked a cardboard cutout of a dog in the outfield. <laughs> well, that makes me think they ought to do like what they used to do or that they do every year during the uh, home run derby. Mm-hmm. They have a target out in the outfield. And if the target's hit, they donate so much money to somebody or whatever. It's mm-hmm. kind of neat, but I think it'd be cool if they did something like that. Yeah. I mean, it, obviously, it'd be really hard to, and I'm sure aiming a home run and like that has got to be, I mean, that precise has got to be damn near impossible, but it still wouldn't be great if it actually happened. <laughs> he, yeah. hit, he hit the bull. He gets a free steak. Right? From yeah. Bull Durham, the guy. Today is the first time that my, that my Cardinals actually played a game in probably a couple weeks now. I've seen so, so many people and had tested positive for COVID, and they finally got a, enough of a team together to go play the White Sox today. The doubleheader. That's, that's been kind of rough on uh, the Cardinals. A lot of us were thinking, you know what, maybe this isn't just our year. Can, can we opt out of this? Because this is bad. I mean, but they, I think they're starting to come out on the other end. Was but, it the Cardinals, or there was some team that – had so many games postponed. I think they had like a anywhere from a 14 to a 17 day streak with no games. Wow. So, I mean, it's like, it's weird because if you look up like the standings, there's such a huge difference in the number of games that some of these teams have played. Mm-hmm. So there's like one team that's like 14 and six. Mm-hmm. But then there's another team that's like, Nine and three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially like baseball, I mean, uh, football records. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, only 60 games this year, mm-hmm. so that's 102 less than what they normally play. Right. Well, well, the Cardinals have about, not count, including today's games, uh, Cardinals had about 55 games to play in 40 some odd games. They were two and three going into uh, today. They literally only played five games. And I'm on my. I'm looking at my phone. Apparently now the Red, the Cincinnati Reds are postponing games now, so it's moved on, on from uh, moved on to Cincinnati. So I have to. Well, didn't didn't that team from was it is it the Marlins from Florida? Uh, yeah. They have like 15 people that tested positive for COVID, and they're like out for the season. No, no, no they were not out for the season. They they postponed games for like a few days. Mm-hmm. But no, they did, they did not cancel the entire season. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I yeah, knew something yeah. terrible that happened to the team, and it, it, it prevented them from playing like they were supposed to. Yeah, they're actually in first place in their in their division right now. Wow, well, they're in first place because of their winning percentage. They're they're like they're nine and four. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking up right now, like second place is the Braves at eleven and ten. Okay, so not pretty many games. You know that's. 13 games compared to 21 games. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... Enjoy it while you can, Marlins fans. Um, All seven of you. Yeah. <laughs> seven. Seven. Did they get a few more? I was going to say, I'm sorry, did I, did, did I overdo it, overstate a little bit? I mean, I guess if we include the players' moms, that might be... Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, the Cardinals. It's like... They're in second place in their division right now. Okay, the Cubs are first place at thirteen and five. Cardinals are in second. Mm-hmm. They're four and three. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Yeah, they, which which they swept the doubleheader. That's great. That's good. That's I mean that's impressive considering the fact that they haven't played a game in geez a couple weeks at least. Uh, they got right. seventeen days where they didn't play a game. Yeah. Which it means either the Cardinals are better than I thought, or the White Sox are just really that bad. It's the White Sox. Yeah, probably. See, I haven't cared for the White Sox ever. I used to watch some of their games back in the nineties when uh, Frank Thomas. Frank played. Thomas, Big Hurt. Yes, Big Hurt. Big Hurt played for them. If they, if they were on, I would watch. But other than that, I just I've never really. Had anybody on their teams that we got to care for? Them. He's so. selling manliness pills on TV now. Yeah. Right? Yep. The part. There was one other other thing that kind of rocked the hockey world earlier today. Um, the Boston Bruins starting goaltender 
uh, said, screw it, I'm going home, uh, and quit the playoffs. Um, oh, yeah, he he decided wanted to be home with his family. Uh, there are a lot of rumors going around about what his reasoning might actually be, but for now, there's the team is sticking with he he's prioritizing being with his family and and stuff. And he basically made it clear he never wanted to be in the bubble in the first place. Uh, but that, what, what is the what is the theory around why he actually left as opposed to the excuse he gave? Uh, apparently, he um, it, the rumor is he uh, cheats a lot, and his wife found out found out and said, "Get your ass home." Oh, was that kind of cheating? Not, oh. not hockey cheating? Not hockey cheating? No, no. It was uh, <laughs> yeah, it was not Houston Astros cheating. It's uh. uh how did, I don't even know how he did. I don't even know how he did that in the bubble. You're not supposed to be leaving your room uh, or have anybody come to your room uh, there. So uh, I don't know how he would have pulled that off. But the rumor is that's the rumor that he was doing that when he shouldn't obviously shouldn't have been. And his wife said, "Nope, come on home." And so that's all. Where there's a will, there's a way. True. Well. I- Think about those Olympic villages that they have during the Olympics, where all the player—I mean, all the uh, competitors—stay at these big giant villages. Um, they go through so many condoms every year. They give them out for free, and they go through so many every because it's, it's all, like everybody's having sex with everybody else and bringing people yeah. in, and it's just—it's a big I'm, I'm assuming these bubble cities would be something similar to that because when you're stuck with the same people all the time. Well, yeah, I think these people are out there and they're away from their family mm-hmm. because they can't lift it. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're stuck in this area and they just can't leave. Yeah. So, and it's like all this, because it's even affecting, like, I knew that once football season would get closer, they'd start trying to figure out more stuff. Uh-huh. And I think they're using like hockey and baseball and basketball are all trying to fine tune this stuff Mm -hmm. so they can figure out a way to make sure they're still playing these football games. Well, is it uh, college football that's not playing? Well, there's some teams that say that they're going to play. There's some teams that say they're not going to play. If they do play, it won't be until spring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Like one of the coaches for Alabama, he was saying, these kids would be safer here than they would be out somewhere else. I can't say how that they're just trying to they're just get them yeah to play, they're, but, they're trying to get them to play but it's just like a, a friend of mine that I play Xbox with he he's a coach I mean coach he's been coaching football for eighteen years he's actually a coach for a semi pro team mm-hmm. now as well and he said as avid football person as he is he said that if his oldest son was still in high school or playing football mm-hmm. he would not want him playing. Well, I mean, no. you, you don't want them. I mean, the stuff is transmitted through your bodily fluids and through the air, and you can't stop that. If you have a, a, a bunch of kids that are piled up on top of each other, all trying to kill the man with the ball, yeah, you know, you're going to like with, with baseball. That's really it. like the safest sport to play during this. They're all spread out. Everybody's spread out. Only time you're around anybody is when you're batting. Mm-hmm. And the catcher and the umpire, and that's it. Which is ironic, in the sense that it's a sport that has all the worst outbreaks. Say that again? I said, which is ironic, because that's a sport that's ha- been having the most outbreaks. Basketball and well, hockey. They're the only okay. they're actually playing, so. Yeah, they're not playing in bubble cities either. Yeah, exactly. they're, they're yeah, not they're, travel. They're just acting like normal, and that's how it's getting into the teams. They're going to figure out some way. Because you know this country is not going to go a, a year without football. Oh, it's a That football needs to start up. It's as if it's for his own personal, um, you know, viewing pleasure that they need to hurry up and get the gladiators back into the ring. You know, who cares about the gladiators? We're going to make them. We're going to make them wrestle for our pleasure. Yeah, yeah. There, there's because you're. I mean, you're right there in everybody's face in it in football. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no way around it. Right. So that, and that's going to be interesting. Can't or won't wear facial coverings when they're out there playing uh, football. 
I guarantee you nobody out there is going to have a mask on. And right. so that's just going to be flying between, you know, between all the players. And then it's just football. Sorry. Got to be a mess. That's, and they're going to, you know, they're going to try to push it. And if, you know, everybody says, well, the bubble is working with basketball and hockey, which hockey's had, at least they claim to have had zero tests. So uh, we've been at this for weeks now. Uh, I don't even know how you would do a bubble with, do bubbles with, was it 32 NFL teams, all with massive rosters? I mean, you'd have to take over entire cities to do that. I mean, I don't see how that would even be feasible. Right. Yeah, because there's so many, we have so many players on each team. Oh, yeah, players. All the players. I mean, they got large staff, coaching staffs, practice squads. I mean, how? I don't even know. Trainers that have to go. I mean, it's, yeah. there's there's probably hundred people traveling with each team. At least. Yeah. With players and everybody. And are you bringing the cheerleaders with you? That's a whole other busload no. of people that that would have to come out there with you. I think they'd probably leave those there. Do you honestly think the Dallas Cowboys are not going to have the cheerleaders out on the field? Uh, I think she has a point. I think they probably would. They probably try to, especially if they don't have fans. I, I know it sounds silly to think that uh, you would especially have cheerleaders when you don't have fans, but that would be like one of the few things to the one of the few extras that would be part of. Uh, the experience that they'd want to have in there. It's like, between plays, you cut to the cheerleaders because you can't cut to the fans. Yeah, well, considering who the owner is of the Cowboys, they probably will have the cheerleaders there. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think Gary definitely letting too much time. And and I'm just wondering, you know, how are they going to do the halftime shows? Are they just going to kind of have a 15-minute intermission and just show commercials the whole time you know how, how is all that going to work because then that's a whole other set of people that are going to have to be there traveling in and out well the time you have a halftime show is during the Super Bowl so you don't have like your regular games that's all you have uh, you watch a game on I'm TV I'm talking about like college football they have Oh, I doubt they have that. If they if they play college football games, I can't even imagine if they're taking a marching band out for that. They're they're probably not even going to have people in the stands either. So there's going to be a point in it. So they'll probably just maybe have a field crew out there straightening up the field a little bit, and Mm -hmm. you know, while the teams are basically in their halftime period or whatever, their resting time. So yeah, I just. This is just my own personal perception. But it seems to me people like Jerry Jones want to make sure that absolutely nothing as far as the football experience changes other than they're not going to have fans at the stands. Well, Jones has already said he wants fans in the stands this season. He said, we're going to play in front of of our fans. Like, are you out of your mind? Yes. Yes, he is. Yeah, that, yeah. We I mean, all yeah. in front of fans. I mean, in front of fans in the stand because that's just the whole. That's just a big part of sports is the fans. I mean, you, you feed off of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we talked before. You know, it's got to be something that's going to be really tough to get in that mental state, especially once they get to like the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine what it's going to be like watching the World Series this year at an empty stadium. Well, I noticed last week, uh, the baseball games we watched last week, they piped in less noise. Did you notice that? It was a lot quieter. And I wonder if they're weaning people off of crowd noise as they watch these games at home. Because there wasn't nearly, they didn't they didn't have the fake cheers when, there was, when a ball was well hit. Um, it must have been the game you watched, because every game I've watched. I watched I, two games I've heard last it. week. Every one I've watched. Um, which I often remember who, who we watched, but I they, there was just I remember thinking there was less crowd noise, less piped in noise. I don't know. It sounded like they had ambient noise, you know, a, a little bit like a like almost like a white noise machine underneath right. the commentators, but it wasn't the crowd noise. Hmm. It sounded weird, hmm. and then having an empty stadium just looked weird. I guess I'm just going to have to watch me a baseball game tonight or tomorrow and see if I'm 
Well, the Yankees are playing right now. <laughs> well, don't worry about Yankees. The Yankees is the only player I like on the Yankees is Aaron Judge. Uh huh. And he's on the DL right now for a pulled hamstring. So oh, no. I have no reason Oof. to watch the Yankees. Well, Jesus hates the Yankees, as I keep saying. So you know, don't call them Yankees for nothing. <laughs> the Yankees are either the most beloved or the most hated team. There's no middle well, ground with the they're Yankees. They're the Dallas Cowboys of the MLB. They really are. Because, yeah. you know, you can have, okay, like, up there, you know, you have St. Louis. What is the football team that St. Louis has? They have the Rams. They also have a football team. They what? The Rams and somebody else, I think. Uh, they have the Cardinals before moving? the Rams. Doesn't the, don't the Rams keep moving cities? Or they, am I thinking of a different Well, they've city? been in L.A. and St. They, Louis. And, and back to L.A. Yeah, they went from L.A. to St. Louis in the 90s, then back to L.A. A, a few years ago. And now we all hate the Rams. But, you know, but there, there's, you know, you could be from a city like Chicago. They have the, you know, they have the Bears. You know, they may not like the Packers, but they'll say, you know, we don't really care for the Packers that much. Or we don't really care for the, the this other team, the 49ers, that much. What about the Cowboys? Oh, you hate them. Yeah. There is no in-between with the Cowboys. You either no. love them or you hate them. And that's the same way. I understand that. That's the or. same way with the Yankees. You either love them. Or you hate them. There's no in between. With the Cowboys, you either love them, you hate them, or you're a constantly disappointed fan. <laughs> because I even those constantly disappointed fans still love Cowboys. I'm not going to go so far as to say that I love the Cowboys, but I watch all of their games because they are a Texas team and I support Texas teams. And they used to be good, but they haven't won a championship since the '90s. Well, just, so you're just—they don't live up to their expectations. Quote unquote, America's team, but they never win anything. It's yeah. like last season; they did horrible. Well, they didn't do horrible, but they didn't do near as good as they should have. But like the preseason power rankings had them ranked like third or fourth overall. Yeah, what they expected a lot. You know, when they had Tony Romo as their as their quarterback, uh, they had the potential to do some really great things. But I think their offensive line just wasn't as good as it should have been. Because Tony Romo, as much hate as Tony Romo gets, he's a good quarterback. Well, he's got a lot of the Dallas records as far as quarterbacks. So a lot of yeah. people think he was horrible, but mm-hmm. he has a lot of records. Well, the only problem with Tony Romo is he never could play from behind. As soon as they got down... He, he was done. He, he couldn't come See, back from You always season. say that, but one of the records he holds is he has the most late game, like game winning drives or comeback victories in the late of the game, in like the fourth quarter of the game, mm-hmm. than any previous Dallas Cowboys quarterback. But how many times did you also see him choke? Well, yeah. But I'm saying, but he still has all of those. He still has the record for the most game-winning Cowboy quarterback ever. You, but you don't think that that's offense-related as well? You think that was just Tony Romo that was driving the offense to to do that? Because I don't. No, and that's one thing I liked about him is that, like, it's one of the things I liked about Romo so much is that when they played bad and they lost, and he was in an interview. He always talked about how horrible he did and the bad decisions that he made. But every single time they won and they interviewed him, he didn't talk about me, 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 I, I, I. He talked about the job his offensive line did. Mm-hmm. He talked about the job the defense did, the, the, the yards after the catch that his receivers and tight ends did, all the stuff that the running backs did. He, he would always give the credit for the victories, and it's like he always took all the blame for the losses. It's a good team player. Yeah, that's what I respect good. about That's one thing I like about Romo so much. And that's why I like uh, A.A. Ron Rogers because he does the same thing. Yeah. He always takes the blame for every single loss they have, and he always gives the credit every time they win. Right. That's the kind of person I like backing. I don't really give a crap what team you play for, but – Aaron Rodgers could go play for any other team, and I would still like him just because I like him as a player, as a person. Right. So, 
makes for a good player. Like it's like like Randall said, it's a good team player. Mm. But oh, was it Troy Aitman that was the other way around? He always took credit. And uh, I don't know. Everybody else. Talking about Captain Concussion. <laughs> Every time he got tackled, he got a concussion. I remember he he got real salty about that new rule. Uh, as far as uh, roughing the quarterback. Oh yeah. A couple of years ago, he got real. So he's like, man, if they had that rule when I was playing, I'd still be playing. Let's get me playing. <laughs> a little salty, huh? <laughs> All right. I mean, he was a good quarterback, though. Well, he was the quarterback <laughs> when they were actually winning championships. So that I mean, yeah, that too. Him up. A lot of that was that offensive line. Like that was the same. I remember. <laughs> Yeah. won the rushing title. And what Emmett Smith does when he won that rushing title, his offensive line, he went and bought every one of them a freaking Rolex watch. Because mm-hmm. he knew he couldn't have done it without them. Right. But those guys, their starting offensive line that year averaged 350 pounds. Yeah, they were big guys. I mean, if, if you've got guys that big making holes for you to run through, Anybody could have ran through those holes and made <laughs> and got some yards. Because it's not like those guys got pushed around too much. Right. I vividly I, I remember, I don't remember the game. I don't remember who they were playing. But I remember uh, Leon let that touchdown that he fumbled. Do you remember that controversy? I remember that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he had to take out a full page ad in the Dallas Morning News and apologize for screwing that up. And that ball hit the ground. If he wouldn't have touched it and just left it alone. No, 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 no. He was running into the end zone. Yeah, and he's, he goof- he's, pl- he's goofing off. He's showing off. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right the the yeah. That's the funniest thing I've ever seen in a football game. I was laughing. Yeah. He was so boating because he thought he'd made it in. Somebody slapped it out of his hand. Yeah, and he yeah. had to out and publicly apologize for that. I remember that. Yep. That was funny. Because if not, he would have made it alive for very long. No. Somebody would have found him. <laughs> Texans. You, don't, you don't jack with Texas football. Yeah, Texans take their football very seriously. Yeah. Extremely. Kind of crazy. That movie, Friday Night Lights, was 100% accurate. I've never seen Friday Night Lights. Oh my gosh, you've got to watch it. I think the only football movies I've seen, I've seen The Replacements with Keanu Reeves. I've watched that one a few times, so that one's a fun movie to watch. And the, uh, remember the Titans. Yeah. I think that's the only two football movies, or football-related shows, movies I've ever watched. Well, anything with Keanu Reeves in it is good. Well, yeah, that's probably all the reason I watched it. Go that far. Oh, come on now. Keanu Reeves is a warm cinnamon bun, and he needs to be protected at all costs. He does There was a time. There was a time where it's like uh, you, you could put a wooden plank in, uh, in his place, and it, it would act about as well as Keanu did. Uh, Nobody's saying he's a good actor, but his movies are fun. I there's one there's there's one movie that almost put me off Keanu Reeves permanently until like the Matrix and John Wick and stuff started coming out. It's like oh okay Keanu's cool again. And there's this terrible terrible romantic like I don't know, romantic drama romantic comedy whatever called Walk in the Clouds. Oh, I remember that. I had to watch that. That was a horrible movie. <laughs> Such a bad movie. And there's a, t- a point near the end of the movie where Keanu uh, realizes he needs to go back to the girl and he goes, and he's like all happy and he starts laughing. He goes, ha ha, ha ha ha. And I'm like busted up laughing. I'm like, you can't be serious. He literally just, ha, he literally said, ha ha ha, instead of actually <laughs> laughing here. Dude, come on. Was, You're not even trying. He <laughs> was in a Shakespearean movie. Um, uh, was it Much Ado About yeah, Nothing? Yes, I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah. that was a great movie. He wasn't horrible in the movie, but he was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's before they movie. realize he needs to be a straight up action star. He needs and lead to be along. a yeah. tough spoken. No nonsense, not very many lines, shooting people, kind of action star. But you know they're looking at him as possibly being Ghost Rider in Marvel in the MCU. That would that would be okay. I thought I heard that he was going to be someone else, but I don't remember who. But no, I'm, but yeah, I'm sorry. I that Marvel is Nicholas Cage hard. as Nicholas Cage as Ghost Rider. 
I like those movies. I'm sorry. I like anything that Nicolas Cage is in. He's just, he's such a silly person. And he's so much fun to watch on screen. But yeah, I think he would be, he would be good to have. Well, you know, he's making John Wick 4 and John Wick 5. Yeah, they're being four filmed and five. I thought back they were just on four. Back. 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 No, they're being they're filming them back to back, oh, and then they're gonna crying out loud. This guy, when is poor John Wick gonna get a break? I know, right? I have still, have, I, I still have yet to see three. I gotta see three still, and then he's got, he's got John Wick four. He's got Matrix four, and then yeah. Ted three is about to come out. Yeah. So I'm, I am cautiously excited for Bill and Ted Three. I hope it's a lot of fun. It, the previews look like like it's kind of cool. That's another one of those movies like Die Hard that I never got to see. So I'm gonna have to go watch <clears throat> Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures and Bogus Journey. Oh my I've never god! Seen it. Uh, full disclosure: I never saw Bogus Journey. They have the first one. They've confirmed that Ghost Rider will be in the MCU. Keanu Reeves is the front runner. Nice. All right, that's yeah. all right. That's all right. We can do. We can. We can. We can roll with Keanu as a Ghost Rider. I like that. Yeah. He he does play play a tortured soul pretty well. Very true. I'm curious. I would just be curious to see who all they bring in to put in those movies with him. Well, who's making the movie? I mean, is it is it the same? Like Kevin Feige. Is it is it those yeah. guys? Okay, so it's going to be good. It's going to be a good movie. Those guys know how to make some Marvel movies. They really yeah. do. I mean, look how all this started from a a well known but a B rating character at best of Iron Man. Right. Right. And then they made a movie out of it. I was like, well, let's just start here and see what happens. Mm-hmm. I think they did that. It was like, okay, well, we're going to start on a theater. So we screw it up. Everybody's like, well, it was just a theaterless player anyway. You know, right. We didn't. weren't expecting it to do well, and it didn't do well, so no harm done. Right. And then it went off from there. I mean, just to have 10 plus years of movies that all just like tied into each other and how they brought them all in together at the end. Mm-hmm. That was phenomenal. It really Well, they had... Okay, so when they first made Iron Man, they had the idea for all of these other movies. But they didn't think it was ever going to come to fruition. They didn't think they were ever going to actually get to do what they've done. And so that's why you can track it from the first Iron Man all the way through to Endgame. And all these movies are—they're literally telling the same story and getting you from point A to point B. And you can go back and find things in Iron Man that they reference later, and vice versa, because they're referencing stuff in Iron Man that they intend to happen five movies from now that just haven't happened yet. Yeah. So everybody works together so well. All these directors work together so well to create this gigantic universe. Yeah. Well, see, they could do the same thing with the Justice League if they could just DC could if they could just get good people to make the movies. Right. Yeah. They need to let Paul Dean direct all of the movies in another time. Because Justice League was not a great movie. It's a fun movie to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they kind of did. They kind of follow in the footsteps. Well, they look like they started to follow the footsteps of the MCU. Mm-hmm. You know, you had them all together, and they're having little solo films. They had their big bad in Steppenwolf. Right. Well, the Avengers had Loki, and then Loki. You know, he all that had to go back. It was all tied into Thanos. Mm-hmm. Well, they threw that bone in there in uh, Justice League. I'm talking about. You know, they mentioned uh, Dark Side. Yeah, Dark Side. Mm-hmm. Because he is the Thanos of the of DC, right. yeah. And so they 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 it's like they were trying to plant the seeds, but they just couldn't get it off and running. Mm-hmm. They they just they kept expecting the Justice League and the characters within the Justice League 
to be able to carry the movie without putting in the legwork to get good directors and good storytellers. Right. Um, and, because and that's it, what Marvel invested in was good storytellers. Yes. Right. Justice League, I mean, Steppenwolf was such a weak enemy. I mean, it, you, when you look at the Avengers, Loki was a fun bad guy. He was a fun villain. He's oh, yeah. He's a villain that you that you love uh, that you either love to love or you love to hate. He, I mean, he's he's uh, a lot of fun to watch. Steppenwolf was completely forgettable. No, I mean, and f- first of all, once you, once it's Superman terrible. was back, really easy to defeat. Uh, well, and two. Yeah, he was an awful CGI character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean there there's no care there's no character build up for this enemy at all. Um, He loses easily and goes home, and we don't even get to see Darkseid, where uh, you know we get introduced to Thanos right away with the Avengers. I mean, just I mean it's post credit scene, but you know, you know they're building up the Thanos thing right from the get go. And Darkseid is just kind of casually mentioned uh, in one of the movies, and you know, one or two of the movies, and nothing happens. And now the whole thing is kind of in limbo. It's like, get your cast together, or get your Superman, get your Batman figured out. I mean, keep the rest of them. I mean, Aquaman is awesome. Momo is fantastic as Aquaman. He's one of the highlights. Um, Gal Gadot. All the movies in Wonder Woman, and she's. I love her parts. In the yeah, movies. she. Yeah, Wonder I like Woman how is fantastic. How, how powerful she really is. Because mm-hmm. I love that part where uh, Superman. You know, he's you can't budge him really, and he headbutts her, and she kind of just looks at him and headbutts him back, and he knocks him back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just the pure. Power that this DC character has. Yeah, they don't really, and they don't like when they're fighting. Uh, not Abomination. That's the, no. Uh, in a uh, Batman versus Batman Superman. Versus Superman. Uh, oh. I know who you're talking about, but I can't. Yeah, think of I, I can picture. I just blanked on the name myself. Uh, oh, when she, dude, uh, Doomsday. Doomsday. Yeah. Yes. Knocks her back real far. And when she gets up, she's like smiling. I'm just like, oh, that's badass. <laughs> oh, is that all I got? Well, this is going to be easy. Nice. All right, let's go. But he's not from this planet. He's not from this world. He's like, well, I've killed things from other planets before. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till uh, Wonder Woman 1984 comes out. Because I want to see how they bring back um, uh, Chris Pine's character. Yeah. He, he's like back from the dead. Yeah. But, that happened. You see, Plus, you want to see how it happens again. It takes away some of the suspense for me when they start doing more backstories. Right. Because you know they're not going to die. You know nothing's going to happen to her because she's in these other movies. That was my problem with Solo. The prequel uh, for Han Solo. Yeah. I enjoyed the movie. It was a fun movie. It was a train heist. You know, it was it was a heist movie. It was fun to watch, but I knew that Chewbacca and Han Solo were in no mortal danger whatsoever. Right. So it took away from the story for me because I knew they were going to make it. See, the only only show that's ever gotten me like that is when Chris got me into watching Dexter. Yeah, like season three or four is when I first started watching it, and I got hooked immediately. And I'm watching all I watched all the way to the end. And then I actually ended up going back finally and watching season one and two and three or whatever. Mm-hmm. But even though knowing that Dexter was still doing his Dextering <laughs> later on, they did such a phenomenal job in these shows that there was a lot of times I was on the edge of my seat going, "Oh crap, he's going to get caught on this one." <laughs> and then I had to, and I kind of sit back and think, "Well, wait a minute." He doesn't get caught because I've already seen season three and four or five or whatever. But <laughs> almost every episode, you're like, Ooh! "Oh, okay, never mind. He just made it." Just for a different kind of suspense. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, "Oh, he's gonna get caught. He's gonna get caught. He's gonna get caught." And I'm like, 
Oh, wait a minute, he didn't get caught. I know he didn't get caught. <laughs> okay, guys, we can keep talking about this for the next two hours. We have gone over on our time on the oh. podcast. Yeah, Sorry. we're like, oh, it's okay. I've been enjoying this. It's just fun to talk. Um, so, oh, I'm going to throw in one thing real quick to, yeah. about movies. And it's a quick little thing I read. I want to throw this in because it's freaking hilarious. Uh, I read a saw story. And just made me think about it because we're talking all about all these movies. That this guy, you know, that all, all, all the dad things that dads do. Mm-hmm. We had two really young kids. And whenever he was having trouble getting these kids to go lay down and take a nap, he would put on one of their movies that they like to watch. Right, but he would play it in Spanish. He'd play the Spanish version, huh. and when kids would start watching it. They're like, "Well, why don't we? We don't understand. We don't understand." And he would look at them like, "What do you mean you don't understand? We, why can't we understand what they're saying?" I don't know. I'm, I'm having no problems with this at all. I guess you're just really tired. Maybe you should go take a nap and then get a little bit of rest, and let's see what see if that helps. And they would agree to it, and they would go down, lay down, and take a nap. And whenever he would go get them up from their nap, or they would get up from their nap, he'd bring them back in there and play the exact same movie, but play it in English. <laughs> so he had to where he was trying to get his kids to go to sleep, and he would play their movies in Spanish. Nice. <laughs> make them think they just couldn't understand it because they were so tired. <laughs> but I just thought I, I need to, I need to share that. I thought that was hilarious. That's, That's nice. <laughs> okay, that crap. I would try to pull. <laughs> Anything to get the kids to take a nap. Right. All right. Well, Rando, thank you so much for joining us this week. Well, thanks um, for having me. Uh, yeah. We're, we're definitely, you're going to be one of our regulars. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's always good to have a third person here talking. So, kind of throw extra things off of your extra views and stuff. So, well, let everybody know where they can find you on Twitter. Well, my Twitter is pretty hockey related in case you hadn't guessed. And it is Rob Tom the Tank, R O B T H O M T H E T A N K, for in honor of uh, one of my favorite blues players, Robert Thomas. Uh, and uh, that's the best place where you can find me. Always accepting new All followers. Right. Do you have uh, Instagram or Facebook or any place else that, that you want people to find you, or just mostly on Twitter? Mostly on Twitter. My Instagram is not worth it. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Vaughn, tell everybody where they can find you. I actually have a Twitter account now. So proud of We've been talking about getting me one, getting me one, getting me one. We never do it because I'm just not a huge social media person, but I do like getting on there from time to time. But it is Vaughn Shays 0129. And you can find me at uh, Cricket Shay on Twitter, uh, The Shay's Lounge on Twitter, The Shay's Lounge on Instagram. And if you can find me on Facebook, I never turn down a, a friend request. So go ahead and hit me up. Right, right, right. All right, guys. Thank you for being on, and we will see you next week. All right. Yeah. Get in here, Rando. Bye. Good night. Good night.